You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. Even before you start, that was a preemptive shh. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. I already had someone created in my image. He's evil and he wants to take over the world. And he fits easily into most overhead storage bins. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the final segment, the Chris Crossover, with the gentleman from On the Block, as Austin Norman was helping me out on Happy Hour, Eric Strickland hops in and joins us. Stricky, how you doing? Wonderful. You doing great? Great. Can't, can't complain. Strick. What can I complain about? I don't know. Not a thing, man. I'm just, That's your Celtics I'm loss? I'm grateful. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we've talked about that before, but listen... You know, one of the things about the playoffs is it's about matchups and adjustments and what you're going to do from game one to game two and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Who's going to make the best adjustments? It, 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 I would say it's really showing how good of a coach Spolster is. We talked about that. So. Strict, do the refs in the NBA have money on the games? It, uh, sometimes <laughs> you got to ask. Sometimes you got to wonder. Did you see that clip? Which one? The uh, referee after Jimmy Butler makes a layup. It's, it was after the game, they were interviewing Jimmy, and they showed a clip of him, you know, driving by somebody, probably Tatum, uh, and making a layup, and the, the ref was in the background, and it kind of zooms in on his face. As soon as the ball looks like it's about to go through the hoop, the ref just kind of makes a face like, mm. no, he's like upset. Are you mad about it? You and, showed uh, me crazy. that clip, no. and I see where you're coming from, but I still think that was a normal, I'm going to turn my head and run back. Nah, no, nah, there was some facial expression to it. He mm. closed his eyes and blinked. Mm, he was nah, mid-blink. He looked upset. He looks like he was yelling, damn it. <laughs> I mean, you, you uh, it's okay. You don't Donahue have to answer. Said, I don't know. I can't <laughs> say for sure, but, I, you know. It's a loaded question. There are some things that have been said and spoken, and um, whether that's still going on or not, I don't know. I, I would have to say, depending on how series are going, sometimes I watch who they put in those games. Interesting. Like Scott like, Foster? Like Scott Foster. Like him. That's one. Um, we're not going to talk about the refs anymore. The NBA draft lottery. Again, I'm sure you guys will get into it, so I don't want to ask too much. Um, but I will ask, when Benyama's reaction to the Houston Rockets <laughs> getting the fourth pick, is that something you've seen from from a lottery pick before? I know. I remember Zion, when the Knicks were listed as the third pick, he kind of looked down and looked a little sad. I mean, I'm not mad at it right now, considering right now what's going on. He's what pro- were the odds? 14% for the top three. So for, for they were in the 14 yep, they Well, them, Detroit, and St. Anne. I was going to say, Portland, <laughs> Portland moved up. Detroit went as far down as they could go. I think they're picking fifth now. And they had the worst record last year. Right. So they so dropped all the way out, unfortunately, for One them. of the things that I, I said is I didn't think he would go to – I didn't think he would go to Houston. Definitely not Detroit. Um. You have to ask the question, mm-hmm. why San Antonio? Here's, here's, here's my thoughts. Uh-huh. My thoughts on that is you've got a lot of commonality, a lot of comfort in someone like him coming to that type of situation with understanding of a coach that has dealt with Tony Parker and both Boris Diaw. Mm-hmm. So they're already very familiar with the French, the mm-hmm. culture, the relationships. Everything. They've already been built. And you can see a resurgence of a potential Tim Duncan-ish type of situation. David Robinson, created. Tim Duncan, Victor Wembenyama. 
three generational talents at the big man position, all San Antonio. It's not and, weird. And San Antonio has been down for, for some time. Um, you know, it's their time now. I, I could have maybe seen Orlando, but Orlando won, hit, hit, hit the mark. They've hit too times. much. They've hit yeah, too much. It was San Antonio's it just, turn. It was, it was time. For I would have loved to see Victor go to Portland and team up with Dame. I, 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 I think there's other, other factors in, in place for that. I think the age, I think Portland – to be honest, I don't. I, They're looking to package that third pick with some I trades Portland, to get another star. I think Portland might be done. I, I just the city is is not the same. Mm. Um, Keep Portland weird. Portland, yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, that. it's just yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 kind of Seattle-ish in that um, there's probably a better better suited place. Oh for no. It. Um, I don't know if it'll happen or when it'll happen, but obviously the ownership groups are up in that yep. area, so that it's there have out. been whispers. So, there have been whispers. I, I I I just think that you know Dame Dame. I got to give a shout out to Dame. You know that you know I almost, almost said dead. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, because of that, you know he could have been gone a long time ago, and he should have been been gone. better. I thought he I thought he should have <laughs> made a move, but. He stayed the course, and and he showed great loyalty to the to the uh, city, and to the organization. And uh, you know, shout out to Dame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of point guards, there have been I know the draft lottery just happened. There have been some rumors and some whispers that the Charlotte Hornets, who have the number two pick, since they have Lamelo Ball, won't be taking Scoot, Scoot. Henderson mm-hmm. number two, and instead will be looking at uh, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. Yeah. Yay or nay? Uh, I don't like it personally, uh, but I could understand it in the fact that you missed out on a I, – I would say he's very similar to um, my guy up in, um, in Minnesota. Ant Edwards? Ant. Mm. Uh, Bridges. You, you, you lose him. You probably can't bring him back. It's going to be tough. He probably can go somewhere else. Um, he's probably going to have to show and prove, and you know some things are going to have to change. But you you lose that, so you've got to figure out a way to replace that. I don't think he's as athletic as Brandon Miller, but I think his skill set is is you know high quality, mm-hmm. and, and you need to replace that. Is there any worry that I'm going to compare them to Cleveland? Not the exact same. I think Lamelo is the best passer out of Spider Mitchell. Uh, Darius Garland, and then himself and Scoot Henderson. Is that backcourt different enough that you can have Lamelo as the distributor with a little scoring ability, and Scoot as the scorer with some distribution? Uh, I think that was a, that's a possibility. Um, your issue becomes defense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I I don't know if I, I know Scoot can. Uh, I definitely know Lamelo don't like to, but he, Lamelo's a <laughs> he roamer. Should. He's a he's a roamer defender. Where he's what, he six, likes six? to get hands on mm-hmm. balls, get in passing lanes. Gets he's but a not roamer. dropping into a stance. But he's not yeah. a he's not a sit down gonna you know lock you down type of guy. Now, so there's the danger of that. Um, so, but you already got Terry Roach here, mm-hmm. who's similar. So then you really would find yourself in a. Super small guard. And then, again, you're seeing what, what playoff basketball is about. It's about matchups. 
Uh, you put yourself in that situation, it becomes a matchup nightmare. Especially if you get Scoot to pair with Lamelo. If you run into some of those bigger guards, those those forward guard, those uh, uh, point forward mm-hmm. types, and you've got Lamelo who doesn't want to play defense all mm-hmm. that much, and Scoot Henderson who's six two going against a six exactly. seven six eight guard, exactly. you're gonna run into some problems. See, so. here's why it made sense for like Philly, Allen Iverson. Because you had a freaking bowling ball, Eric Snow, who could guard one to three. This is why it works for guys like me. This is why it works in Boston, where you can actually throw Marcus Smart on multiple guys. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Sometimes he goes work. on some force. Yeah. And so that's why it, it can only work in those type of instances. You can't hide Scoot, or, or you can't hide Lamelo. If you got them both you, out there, both like that. You, just can't <laughs> you can't hide, hide both of them. I mean, that was that was a lot of what we used to do, you know, in Dallas, and why it made sense. I mean, part of the reason I got traded is because they had another guy similar to that, and Greg Buckner, who, you know, was cheaper and not as good. Didn't have to didn't have to battle. You know, he wasn't going to really battle Steve. So wasn't a threat to take. It the wasn't role. A, wasn't a threat to Steve. You know, it's just it's, it's it's very business. The NBA is very business like. There's a lot of things that are that go on outside. I mean, we've talked about it on the show about this, uh, Rico. We talked about instances where there are guys that are on that bench that are literally murdering guys on the first team. By business terms, this guy has three years making five, six million dollars a year. You can't, you can't not move play him. him. You get. You can't not play. You can't. So you you end up a guy ends up kind of laying in waste unless somebody. And so here's the crazy thing: sometimes they hide him because they really like him. They hide him, get him cheaper at the end of his term, maybe extend him a little bit. Now you've got him locked. By the time this guy gets to one year left on his deal, teams take one year, mm-hmm. five million because five million comes off cap. They're okay with those types of deals. And they'll try to throw you something where you kind of get stuck with two, three years yep. on a contract. But, you know, that's the only way you get rid of them. And it stinks because those business transactions are always in the minds of uh, GMs. The NBA is crazy. It, it is. But I love it. I love every single second of it. Now You don't love right now what's going Game on. Game six is pretty New great. Right now, <laughs> is your boy out of there? Or are they keeping him? I'm just going to mute both of you. Julius Randle, is he staying? He should stay. I don't. I don't know what you're gonna get for him if you try to trade him, but I think I think a healthy Julius Randle in these play. If Bam Adebayo doesn't step under his ankle and roll his ankle, you know, three games before the playoffs start, we've got a different situation. But it's okay. It's it might fine. might be some Knicks in uh, shootout today. I am over it. I'm not over it. Um, Lakers Nuggets. Who wins? Actually, no. You're gonna do that in your other show. Never mind. I'm not gonna ask you that now. You're gonna do that on the block. On the block, up next with these two hooligans. Adios.